everyone to the NBA News Vault podcast. I'm Nick Bushart here with Roth Kazarians, and we're going to discuss the upcoming NBA draft that happens in two days on Thursday. Uh, we've both put out articles with Overtime Heroics discussing who we think will be in the first round of the mock draft, uh, and then I went ahead and went into the second round. Um, but Roth, tell me a little bit about what you think about the first overall pick. I think first overall pick is a uh... Guarantee Zion Williamson. He has amazing athletic talent. I mean, he's poised to be the next LeBron James. He's 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 incredible. What do you think about him? Yeah. So with Zion, it's very interesting. I think he's one of those guys that if the rule had been switched and you can go out of high school, he doesn't necessarily need to play in college. You know, he's, he could have taken the um, the uh, RJ Hampton route and gone overseas and played, or you know, he he didn't need that exposure, but you know, it got a chance for us to see what he looks like against talent um, that he would see in the players. He was dominant. He, he has to have a position that we kind of have a in that sense where he can he can handle the ball if he wanted to. He plays three or four, but it doesn't really matter for him. But, yeah, if, if New Orleans doesn't take Zion at number one, um, I think the draft implodes and we don't have a draft anymore. <laughs> but um, on to the second pick. You know, the Miss Grizzlies, they were um, in the lottery – the number eight overall team and somehow got the number two pick. Um, who do you think Memphis takes there at the number two? I think it's John Rant. I think he's uh Mike Conley's on his way out. I mean he probably won't go to he probably will go to Utah Jazz. John Rant is I think he got overshadowed by Zion. He's he's still a generational player that can be a Zion type player for for Memphis Memphis. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm a huge Memphis fan. I was from here, so like this pick to me, it has to be job. As you said, Mike Conley, tail end his career, they're gonna try to get whatever they can get for him here, um, trade wise. They might not trade him until after the draft, but uh, Jaw is one of those guys that if you pair him with the other guys on Memphis roster, it could be a very fun year. Um, defensively, he's gonna have to struggle a little bit. He's gonna pick, but offensively, he's definitely the best passer in this draft and has the best core vision. Um, and as you said, he got overshadowed a little bit by Zion, but it also got overshadowed because he plays for Murray State College, which is a very small school. Um, so the exposure wasn't the best until he got to the NCAA tournament. Um, now, this is kind of where it gets interesting. You know, New York Knicks here have this pick. Um, there's a lot of rumors about them trying to trade it. Now that Anthony Davis is gone, uh, do they keep the pick? Do they take R.J. Barrett here? I think they keep the pick, but I mean, there's many different possibilities for the third pick. Of course, they want Jared Culver. They worked out Darius Garland today. Uh, it was poor on draft specs, but I think they still go R.J. Barrett. He was a first player, a top-ranked player coming out of high school. He has amazing talent. He was still overshadowed by Zion. He has a uh, he has great worth. He has a great work ethic. I mean, he can be amazing. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think he fits the New York style uh, that they've had for a long time. He, uh, he, he needs a big market. He's, he's a basket getter. He wants to have the ball and score a lot. Um, so the New York Knicks, I think that'd be beneficial to get him, especially, you know, they have um, they have those two max slots in the summer, so or for free agency. So they have the opportunity to draft him and try to find some pieces that fit uh, with that system. Uh, I just don't think there's going to be – you know, there's a lot of rumors that KD could go there. There's a lot of rumors that Kyrie could hit there. Um, I think the safest bet here is to take a guy who can score in case you miss out on those guys that can't play. Yeah. Um, so, 
the next pick, obviously, is New Orleans uh, via the trade with Anthony Davis, where um, they received Juan Verbal, Brandon Ingram, uh, Josh Hart, uh, this year's pick, and, and two other first-round picks. There's a lot of rumors about New Orleans trading this pick. What do you see happening here with the fourth? I think I see him. I see him drafting either DeAndre Hunter or Jared Culver, but I think they trade a pick to Atlanta for uh, the eighth and tenth pick. Maybe they grab Jackson Hayes, Jason and Hayes, or Bull Bull, but you never know. I mean, either way, it's going to be Jared Culver or DeAndre Hunter, in my opinion. How about what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think I think Culver's the pick here. It's it's very clear his talent, and um, a lot of people after the first three picks believe that you know the draft kind of drops off. But I think the first six, there's a lot of talent involved. Uh, I think Culver's a, a great option here for whoever it is. If it's the Hawks, Pelicans, um, you know Timberwolves. There's a lot of people that have been rumored to trade up. Uh, but if Jerry Culver, Culver does go to the Pelicans, you know he he fits right into that that young core they had there with Lonzo and Zion and Brandon. Um, he gives you the opportunity to bring him off the bench, or you can bring Josh Hart off the bench, who are both um, pretty good scorers. Uh, and Jarrett, uh, Texas Tech really showed out his sophomore year. He, he progressed so much from freshman to sophomore year that you hope that he can continue to do that in the NBA. Uh, the next guy I have um, is DeAndre Hunter. You just mentioned him at the number four, possibly. Uh, I have the Cavs staying there and taking him. I think that's a huge um, upgrade for them. Uh, they're a very young team. New Collins Sexton is there, had a really good okay year last year and he's he's looking to progress forward and uh you know when LeBron left kind of left the Cavs in shambles so they're they're still trying to pick up and you know Kevin Love might be traded might be out out, outgoing um what do you think about DeAndre Hunter being there for the Cavs I think DeAndre Hunter would be a perfect fit with the Cavs you don't have that shooting guard small forward type player Jordan Clarkson is good but he's he's uh he'll be a great score off the bench DeAndre Hunter is one of the oldest players in the draft, but he, he, he reminds me of a, a young Kawhi Leonard with his size and his string ability, but if he gets his handling, his ball handling better and his uh, off dribbles, like his uh, shot the dribble, and he could be a great player in the league. Yeah, and then at six, we, uh, I think we agree on this now after the, um, the Pelicans trade, but uh, I have Darius Garland from Vanderbilt who set out this past year with an injury, um, but is still seen as one of the best playmakers uh, in this draft behind probably Ja. Um, do you think Phoenix stays here? Or they, they trade the pick? They keep Garland? I think with the Lakers trading the fourth pick, I think they keep the pick and draft Garland, but Garland's an amazing scorer. He can shoot the three very good. I mean, I see him probably trading uh, trading for Mike Conley plus a protected first-round pick, but I don't know. Maybe getting a different uh, veteran point guard, but I think they still keep the pick and draft Garland with the sixth pick. Yeah, I think Phoenix has a lot of options here. You know, they're looking for that point guard to pair um, with their very young core. Um, so, yeah, I think Mike Conley's in the, the mix for that. But I also think there's guys in free agency that they pick up that are maybe lesser names, and then draft a Darius Garland in the draft. Now, the seventh pick is where I think the first one we probably uh, disagree on a little bit. I have the Bulls taking Cam Reddish, and the reason I have Cam Reddish is I think the Bulls get this pick and they see what's the best player available left in the draft. And, yes, they need a point guard. They still have Chris Dunn, but they do need a point guard. But Cam Reddish is one of those guys that he is 
He's got the high ceiling and the lowest floor. Like he, he could easily bust quickly, um, but he could be a great player too um, in that system. What, what are your opinions on the Bulls? Right mm, I like Cameron Shalop, but I had I I changed my pick from Cody White to Seiko Dobaya. I think he has amazing potential. Uh, it was for that he had an outstanding workout with the Bulls. I mean, the Bulls could probably trade back uh, from his seventh spot and. Still get second Maya. Maybe try trade a seventh pick to the Wizards for or the Timberwolves for a long pick and Jeff T. They can get their they can get a very good point guard, veteran point guard, and still get second Maya from France, eighteen years old, probably one of the youngest players in draft. Uh, amazing potential could uh could be a Cambridge for the Bulls, but a Pascal Siakam type player. Yeah, I really like Dubaya uh, too. He... I could see that for sure. He would fit with um, Laurie Markin in there. Who I think the Bulls are just trying to get that up-tempo um, kind of running gun uh, going there with Zach Levine and um, even even Chris Dunn, who a lot of people have given up on. These kind of guys, they're still really young. They still have time to progress. And adding the buyer to that would be – I could see that for sure, and especially if they trade back. So with 8 and 10, the Atlanta Hawks like that, we've already discussed that that they may move up here to four. I, I definitely believe that. If they don't move up to four, you know, five or six, I think I think they really want Colter, uh, but they'd also like DeAndre Hunter. Both of them would fit. Now let's say Atlanta keeps the eight and ten. I have them going with two North Carolina kids, going with Kobe White, and then also picking up Missouri Little. Who are the, who are the two or three players you think the Hawks could take in the next couple of days? I see him taking Cam Rush if the Bulls don't take him. And I also see the uh, Camrish or uh, Scott's name. I also see Coke White. He can be a good shooting guard, shooting guard next to Trey Young, a good scorer. I also see him picking Jackson Hayes or uh, I don't know, man. Bull Bull probably. They need a good center. They definitely need a center. <clears throat> you know, Collins on that team. He's kind of that power forward center type. Uh, who's very athletic, very up and down tempo. Adding a guy like Hayes or even a guy like Brandon Clark right there, uh, who's in that range for me, um, those guys help them immediately uh, in their, um, their big. Uh, so then we have you know, Washington Charlotte. And I think some of those guys are, are the, team, the players that we've mentioned, you know, that could fall to any of these. Uh, Washington may not have that pick. You know, that's one of the options. That's one of the options New Orleans has is trading um, for Washington uh, with Bradley Beal, that, that kind of stuff. You never know who they take there if they take the four. Um, I have them taking DeBio, but, you know, as I said, you have guys like Brandon Clark, Nazir Little, Jackson Hayes who are all in that range of young guys who um, could you know, come, out of, come out of college early, except for Brandon Clark's going to run full to that. But Jackson being freshman, those kind of guys have potential to grow in. Uh, who are some guys in that late lottery that you think could maybe surprise people if they're drafted? Um, in that, <clears throat> that range? I think Nazir Little could surprise some people. He had an off year in North Carolina, but he's still young and he has amazing athletic uh, ability. He could be he could be a Josh Jackson, Josh Jackson type player, or a or a Kyle Tom, nah. a Kyle, Kyle Lowry, nah, my bad. Kyle type player, I don't, like those type player, a good 3 and D 
player or a bad, a good off the bench player that the Wizards can use. For sure. Um, so there's a couple guys that I know that we had both in our top 15 uh, that I think could surprise some people too, like um, Kevin Porter Jr. from USC. Uh, he's one of those guys that has a ton of athleticism uh, and usually <laughs> off the dribble. Um, I have him going to Detroit at 15. I think in your first mock, you have him going to Miami at 13. I think that's probably his range for a guy that has a lot of potential, but it's not well established yet. Um, I kind of have Romeo Langford in that category too, as they have a ton of potential, but haven't established himself yet. Um, what do you think about those two guys going about in the middle of the first round? I think Kevin Porter is a high risk, high reward, but a low risk, high reward if he goes in the middle of the first round. He's going to be a roll, roll on dice for like most teams. Miami Heat said they like Kevin Porter Jr. He's a Young, like, like, athletic player with crafty moves, and um, he just he can make a a ton of space on shot. He just needs time to improve. Yeah, for sure, and I think he did well at USC. But there's still you know tons of room to improve. Um, as I mentioned, Romeo Langford, one of those guys that I've seen listed from 11 and 12 to mid to late 20s. There's it's just kind of up in the air with him. I feel like. Uh, you know, he's a he's a smaller shooting guard. Um, but with him, I think you get a guy that you can mold into one of those, um, you know, combo guards. Uh, you can easily see him being like a Fred VanVleet, like those kind of guys. I think that's his, that's where his niche will be. Um, but after that, so we're we're going to like the second half of the draft now. Um, we, we have teams like Orlando. Atlanta has another pick now from Brooklyn. Uh, the Indiana Pacers. Um, I have the Magic going with uh, Alexander Walker from Virginia Tech. Brooklyn going with uh, Goga Bidadze. I can't remember what's going but the guy from uh, Republic of Georgia. And the Pacers taking Tyler Hero uh, with the 18th pick. Who are some guys that you could see um, very much benefiting from these teams? I think Roy Hachimura is an amazing player. Uh, he would uh, he gets slept on because he's a junior. He's kind of old. He's an athletic forward with a smart decision maker. Average twenty one points per game. He was he was he can do everything on the court. He can shoot mid range, uh, defend. I see Kelvin Johnson moving on draft. He was uh, he's also slept on. He was a projected uh, lottery top 10 pick, but then he kind of fell off from Kentucky. Um, he could still improve. And uh, maybe some late draft workouts, maybe he can uh, get picked uh, higher. Uh, I also have P.J. Washington. He's suffering an injury, an injury at the Jordan-Estelway tournament, but he's an amazing player, but, I mean, some some teams may sleep on him because he's a a junior too. He had that good of that good that good of stats, but he had uh, amazing defense of numbers. Yeah, is not tall enough to be a traditional power forward center, but he's also like that's his game. He's like a low post, like um, 
back to the basket, square up jumper type guy. Um, and I think once he gets up to speed with the NBA, I think he could be a very beneficial guy off the bench. Um, he reminds me a lot of guys like um, like a younger Zach Randolph type of guy, um, Kevin uh, Kevin Looney type guys. These guys that can come off the bench and give you solid minutes in that backup role. I really like Cameron Johnson too. I like um, I have uh, Hachimura going 19 to the Spurs, which if he got in the Spurs system, I think that's guys like that. So I, I really like those guys too. Some of the good guys that I like um, here in the late first round. I think Ty Jerome gets picked a little higher than a lot of people think he will. Uh, the shooting guard from Virginia. Uh, I know teams love his basketball IQ. Um, and he's also he's a very much a Kyle Corver esque who is um you know three shooter but is very intelligent with how he makes that happen. Matissi Thibel from Washington, I think, will be drafted uh, early 20s. Um, he's a, a 3 and D uh, type guy. He's very good at um, defense, and that's why he thrived in the Washington. Uh, but I've seen him going, you know, early second round, late first round. So I, I think I have him going to Portland, which I think that'd be a huge fit for them, uh, being able to bring him off the bench. And then a guy that I don't think a lot of, a lot of people just don't really know where he fits in the NBA, but he he's a tough player, is Grant Williams. And Grant Williams, I've seen got people have him in their, you know, lottery, and I have him going twenty spurs. But Grant is one of the guys who six seven six eight, but he's a, he's a power four. He's a bruiser. He's he uh, he was the player of the year in the SEC. Um, he he led that Tennessee team to greatness this year. Um, but I think he doesn't really know where he fits in yet with the uh, uh, NBA, just based on his size. Uh, but his skill set's there, so. There's some guys I think that could be that might surprise a couple people. I mean, Dylan Riddler, he's a, he was an amazing three-point shooter at uh, – it was in NCAA, but also Nicholas Claxon. During his NBA draft combine, he he was amazing on defense. I think he got 10 blocks in the game. Don't quote me on, but I think he did. I, I think he can – he can surprise people like in top top twenties, middle twenties. Um, he was amazing. Uh, I also have uh, Bruno Fernando. People, he he gets sleeped on a lot. He was he's in maybe I see maybe having the lottery, but I mean he could go early second, late first. Uh, in my opinion, what do you think? Yeah, I, I have Bruno going early second. I'm not a huge fan of his game just because right now I feel like he's one-dimensional and what he can do, which is he's a very big guy who rebounds well. Um, but he's like, pretty, I think he's seven foot three hundred and something. Like guys of size in today's game, it's harder for them to stick around. You know, uh, the guy I think about when I think of Bruno is like Kendrick Perkins, a guy that was always a decent role player but never really succeeded uh, in. You know, the limelight, like, he, he always plays his KFC, but just was kind of that big guy in the middle. Um, but, yeah, no, Dylan uh, Dylan Windler from Belmont, I think he's going to be a huge, um, uh, as I said, with Jerome, he's the Kyle Korver ass. He's the Doug McDermott-esque. Uh, I have him going to Milwaukee at 30, um, but I've heard he can get a Golden State at 28. I've heard, um, you know, Philly with 20, uh, 24. Like, any of those teams could use shooting. Um, I mean, 
Golden State has a need shooting, but guys that can come off the bench and score is what they really want. Now, here's one guy that I think um, we very much differentiate. I, I don't really like his game. I don't think that he will do well at first or even ever in the NBA. That's Bull Bull. I, I have him going 22nd to Boston, and that's Boston's third pick, and that's the only reason I have him going there is if they can take a risk on him. But he's, he's injured prone. He's not an amazing defensive player. Like, he, he's a rim protector being 17. Um, he has a good offensive game. Uh, he can shoot for sure for a guy that size. He shot 35% from three last year at the 7-2 center. But I think he's going to struggle a lot because of his weight. He, he's going to get pushed around easily. And guys in the NBA, um, especially the center position, they're going to be able to move him easily. Uh, I know you like – I think you kind of like Bobo. How, how are you – what do you think about Bobo? How does he fit I'm in between on Bobo. I don't like his weight. I don't like his injury proneness, but I mean, he's a, he's an athletic 72 center that can shoot the ball like pretty good. I have him going 13th to the Hornets, but I mean, he can drop way down with his medical reports, physical reports. I mean, if he gains weight in, um, he reminds me of Brent Ingram when he first came to the NBA. He has the same type of weight, but he's Taller, that that could be disastrous for him. Yeah, and I think it, it really comes down to if he can find a system where he fits. Uh, I've heard rumors to Boston, and I think the, the way that he benefits that is that he is able to be with a center like Al Horford who can teach him. So I think if he goes to a place that has an older, um, more established center there, but if he goes to a team like you know, Memphis, let's say Memphis traded and got Bobo. It wouldn't make sense to me. Team, and they don't have, you know, veterans established there that can help them improve his game. Um, I think that's what he needs, honestly. But kind of wrapping up here, going to the second round, is there anybody that you really like in the second round that you think uh, Amano Ginobili or someone like that that can be a, ben- be a beneficiary right now to a team? I think Admiral Schofield – He's an amazing player. He he helped the Duke team. I mean, the Tennessee team. My bad. Uh, to the final four. He he carried them sometimes. He has amazing leadership. He was a four-year player. Had okay, good stats, and he was just amazing. Great, great efficiency. I also see Chuma Okuki as a rusher player. Rusher, yeah, like a Bell B type player. Sit him out for a year, and he could be amazing. He served at uh, ACL tear at the end of the NBA NCAA tournament. I saw that it was terrific. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, no, think. Chuma, is, he's one of those guys that will definitely uh, kind of pull Michael Porter Jr. set out this year and then come back his sophomore year and play extremely well. He's got probably the best offensive skill set for a big man. I mean, he's a a lot of people had him in the lottery before he got hurt. Um, I have him going early second round, too. I think he's going to be good. I really like Admiral uh, Schofield. I got to watch him a couple times in person. Um, being an old Miss grad myself, get to see him play. He, he's, he's one of those guys that's just a streaky shooter. He really surprises people. The issue he's going to have is that he's very – he's a 6'5", small forward. Um, the guys that I like, uh, I like Daniel Gafford in the center out of Arkansas. The 6'11 guy, rim protector. Uh, he reminds me a lot of DeAndre Jordan. Um, and I think that he could easily impact the team right away. And then there's 
the one guy I think is gonna be interesting is that you got Jonte Porter, who is Michael Porter Jr.'s brother, coming off of his second injury. Um, you know, when he first came out, or when his first year going into college, a lot of people thought he would be a, a lottery pick after his first year. He stayed in the, he stayed in school this past year. Uh, he could have gone probably mid twenties last year, and then he you know gets hurt, sits out this whole season. Uh, so I, I think he's an interesting pick in the second round uh, for a guy who may not immediately contribute, but one that could help you uh, when playoff time comes around. Because he's a he's a crafty scorer, but he's a good defender. Uh, it's just you're going to see how he returns. Yeah, for sure. I'm not a big John Taylor fan. I mean, I think he can improve. He could be a a great role player off the bench. I also really like uh, Shamari Pons. He was a junior. He had amazing stats in, uh, from St. Mary's. St. John's, my apologies. I think the Boston Celtics go. I want the Sharp Bulls pick him and draft. Yeah. Uh, I, or I think the Bulls could draft uh, Jalen Jalen He skipped uh, college. Mm-hmm. I think it was a bad idea for him. He uh, he could have been a top lottery pick, but he fell off. Yeah, I actually have in my in my two round mock draft. Um, I have them, I have the Bulls taking uh, Jalen at the thirty eighth pick, which I think he'd be um, interesting. Uh, and he, he kind of fits the Darius Bat Basley Basley whatever his name is. Um, the guys that skip college or, or went pro overseas or whatever they did. But those kind of guys, they're. They're high risk, high reward. You know, they they could pan out easily. And Jalen's one of those guys that he has he has the skills, he's just not there yet. He's just not ready. So if he can get in that Bulls organization and get some some playing time, some reps, you know, maybe getting some G League time. Um, I think that'd be really really big for him. And there's a kind of I, I foreign players too for a second because that's always a, a interesting topic into the draft. There's a lot of foreign guys that could easily get drafted in the first um, first or second round. And uh, a, couple, a couple of the ones that stick out to me are um, you got Lucas, uh, Lucas Manic, who is a power forward from Croatia. A lot of people have him at the end of the first or picking the second. I have him at the end of the first. The dude is like a lights-out stretch four. Um, and that's what you're going to get with a lot of these foreign guys. Is they, they're very, very good at a certain skill set. And with Luca, he reminds me a lot of um, uh, uh, kind of guys like Lori Markin or uh, Dirk's ability to originally stretch the floor. Like he, he can make a difference on that. Um, but then you got guys like um, some. Uh, so one of my favorite guys is Yovel Zusman uh, from Israel. He's a shooting guard, small forward. I have him in the back in the second round. Uh, but he's another guy that like. He can score, and if he gets on the right team that wants to, um, you know, push him forward, I'm going to the Spurs. He's known for foreign players. I think that could be a really good fit. Um, but it's always interesting to see people react to foreign players getting drafted in the NBA, um, mostly because a lot of those guys you don't, you don't, they're not gonna play immediately. They're gonna take a year or two overseas and then come over. Uh, you can see that with Ricky Rubio with. Um, Soul with guys like that who took a couple years to get ready overseas before they came over. Um, 
what, what's your opinion on foreign players being in the NBA? I like foreign players. I think they have more experience. They have like uh, they have better uh, coordination, better technique. I like uh, the Vir, uh, oh, Davidas Serividas. This I bet. He's an athletic shooting guard. I like his. I like. I like how he played Lithuania. Team go top uh, for early first round. I like. He reminds me of a Demar Rosen, but a more athletic one. The one that drives hoop. Something like that. Yeah, and there's gonna be. I mean, every year. People put out podcasts, we have podcasts like this, and then something crazy happens. And you, never, you never know with um, the way NBA front offices are. Uh, but the cool thing is that we're, we're hopefully uh, here at uh, here with us at NBA News Vault Podcast. We're hopefully going to have a recap uh, show on Friday. They're going to go over what happened on Thursday, uh, going to see who went where and what would happen trade wise. Um, I do think that. There will be uh, a couple of big trades happening. As you said, Mike Conley might be moved. Uh, there's a, I think there's a very good chance Bradley Beal gets moved. Um, guys like that that you might not expect uh, getting traded would. And, you know, there could be some very different teams here on Friday. So uh, check back with it, in us on Friday at OvertimeHeroics.com or follow us on Twitter, uh, NBA News Vault, or my Twitter at uh, NickBishart1. Uh, and we can, uh, we'll have more updates and, and news as we go. Grab, uh, you want to you wanna leave us anything here? Hmm? Yeah, sure. What? My back in you. You good? Yeah, I just can't hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, I think that's, I think that's good, man. Is there anything else you want to add or put in and we edit or... I think we're good. Okay, cool. Yeah, if you want to, uh, we can, I mean, you can edit it. I can edit the next one. What I, it doesn't matter to me how we do this. Um, but, yeah, so if you want to do this, you know, throughout the year, I'm cool with that. Uh, I actually am being interviewed by the Grizzlies right now for a job. Um, so if I get that, then – wouldn't be able to do the podcast, but if I don't, then I'd, I'd love to do this throughout the year. Well, Brian's amazing. Yeah, me too. It's been fun. Yeah, dude. All right. Well, uh, just let me know if you need anything. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll uh, DM you my number so you can have it if you need to text me or anything. Uh, and then whenever you get done with it, you can just send it wherever you need to, and I'll retweet it or whatever I need to go with it. Yeah, for sure, man. Cool, man. Well, I'll talk to you uh, probably Friday. Yeah, I am too. Thank you, man. See ya.